0: Season 2, Episode 7, How to Throw the Perfect Party, with guest hosts, Millennial Homemaker Kayla Anderson.
1: Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Millennial Homemakers Podcast. Your resource for all things home, hostessing, and more. We're your hosts, Jackie Alexander and Jacqueline Humble.
0: When Jackie and I first started this podcast, we wanted it to always feel like a conversation with old friends. It's basically just recording our phone conversations, but it's a little bit more focused. And when we started season two, we really wanted to make it a goal to include other millennial homemakers slash listeners in the conversation. So today we have with us one of our original listeners, Kayla Anderson.
1: Welcome, Kayla.
2: Hey there, I'm so glad to be here.
1: We're so excited to have you. Kayla, you really have been with us since the beginning. So we're going to start with, how did you find
2: out about us? It's really funny. I actually don't remember how I found out about you. (laughs) It may have been that I follow um, someone, I think Rachel Timmerman, I actually follow her on Instagram and I think that she had may- maybe had posted something about it, and I've started looking it up and found you all and just started listening, and I've listened ever since.
0: That's awesome. Rachel is my dear friend. She was my little in our sorority, fun fact, but and I've known her for, like, ever. And Yeah, anyway. she was, like,
1: your first friend here in Augusta, wasn't she? Or like, her one family? Of them. Yeah,
0: one of them. Yeah. We were homeschooled together way back in the day. <laughs> And Kayla, you are a Southern girl as well. Yes. You are up in Tennessee with me, and it's starting to get a little bit chilly. I didn't have my AC at, like on at all today.
2: Yes, we haven't either. It's been so nice.
0: I love it. starting to feel like fall. Mm-hmm. And so tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, we know that you just bought a house and that you've got married pretty recently. Same kind of like similar timeline as us.
2: Yes, so I'm a newlywed. My husband and I have been married for just a little bit over a year. Um, We just celebrated our year anniversary on September 3rd. So that was really fun and it's hard, to believe. Thank you. it's hard to believe it's gone by really quickly. Yeah. So the, the first year of marriage has been wonderful, but it's been full of adjustments. We just moved to a new house. So we are actually renting. Okay. It's a cool story, kind of a long story, but we are renting in hopes to buy it. My husband is a full-time student. He is in grad school right now getting his master's in civil engineering. So he's in school and I'm working. I'm a kindergarten teacher and I teach in a small private Christian school here in the Knoxville area and really love that. This is my sixth year of teaching. So oh, wow. so I've enjoyed working with the Littles for a long time. Um, I taught third grade for a year and then have been teaching kindergarten for five years now. So it's been really fun and just enjoy living in the South and all things Southern and Decorating and hosting. So, this podcast is really just kind of fits all the things that I love.
0: Well, we're glad
1: that we found you. Mm-hmm, absolutely. <laughs> or you found
0: us. That sounds so great.
1: <laughs> <brief. laughs> well, Kayla, you and I have found out like we have like weird things in common. Like, because you said your mom's like teaching you to sew, and I've been sewing forever. And mm-hmm. so, even like during our little hiatus, we always kind of stayed in touch.
2: Yeah. Yeah. My mom is a master seamstress she makes curtains and quilts and does all sorts of things she monograms I love everything monogrammed if you live in the yes. south how can you not so um so I'm learning to do that too and just really enjoy it
0: that's it's really so much fun. fun yeah I'm renting too I figured that you owned your house because you've done such a cute job with yeah. it you I love all the pictures that you've
2: posted well thank you we are actually renting for my husband's parents so we've had okay. a little bit more freedom to do what we wanted to with it and we when they purchased it we actually got to pick out the house it's kind of a cool story but we actually got to pick out the house and so we got we've gotten to do all the updates to it so that's been exciting
0: that's awesome that's similar to us living in this house because Jordan's aunt and uncle own it so we can do more than the average you know we have good landlords
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay so we are coming up into holiday season which means There's more dinner parties with Thanksgiving and Friendsgiving and going into Christmas. There's just so much more, I feel like, there's more dinner parties than the rest of the year. So we wanted to talk a little bit about how to plan the perfect dinner party or shower or whatever kind of event you guys might have coming up. My first place to start with
0: planning any sort of party is just like a wedding a lot is going to be determined on like how big of a party it is so if you have a lot of people over at your house then you maybe can't seat everyone so just getting the guest list down and like types of people is it all the same friend group or is it different friend groups that's the main thing that i take into consideration before i start really planning dinner party or party or shower or anything like that
1: yeah, absolutely, because that's going to determine, like, your food and how you decorate. and I mean, really, everything comes down to who's going to be there. Definitely. This is so terrible. My guest list often comes down to how many chairs I have. I don't know what that's like. That's It's the
2: same for us as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Every single time, I'm like, okay, this is the people I want. And then I'm
2: like, uh, these
1: three people aren't going to have a seat. <laughs> Yeah. And you don't want to
2: just put people in folding chairs. You want them to actually yeah. be comfortable.
1: Exactly. exactly. Or to say like you know how they
0: have like bring your own beer parties. It's like bring your own chair. Like that, that's not okay at our age anymore.
2: No, it's not. It's maybe okay when you're in college, but not now. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> And I feel like in college it was okay because it was like the terrible dorm room furniture that you were dragging across campus anyway. So if something happened to it, no big deal.
0: So definitely, you know, the guest list is like my number one. And then that also kind of translates into really everything like you said, Jackie, but especially like the decor, because if it's a buffet, then you need to decorate the buffet area. And Mm -hmm. if it's sit down, then you maybe want to do more about place settings and then like, Mm -hmm. you know, menus versus a menu card. Mm -hmm. Um, If you could give one planning tip, do y'all have like one thing that's really helped you with planning, whether if you use a certain program or a Google Doc? I
2: think planning ahead and making a to-do list of all the things you need to do. So whether it's making a menu and your guest list and all the responsibilities beforehand. And if you're hosting with other people, especially if it's a shower or something like that, you want to delegate those responsibilities to who can take charge of each of them. That way you don't feel like you have to do everything. Absolutely. Um, I feel like we're, I'm in a season right now of hosting lots of bridal showers and baby showers. And so a lot of times when you host those, it's, there's more than one hostess. So you want to be sure you include everybody and make sure everybody has a job to do. And that, and that way you don't have to feel like you're doing everything all on your own.
1: I feel like there's so many pros and cons of hosting with other people. Cause on the one hand, like it's so easy to not like not on purpose, obviously, but like exclude someone because Maybe they're not responding as fast, and you're just like, "Here, you're doing this," and you don't give them any say. But then at the same time, it takes some of the pressure off because, like, when you're making the menu, instead of you being like, "Oh my gosh, I have to make you know five different appetizers," and you can be like, "Okay, you're gonna make." There are definitely like pros and cons to throwing showers with other people because, um, on the one hand, it's really easy to accidentally take charge, and then just like delegate too much to the point where no one else has a say and it's like entirely your vision Um, but then because you have other people you don't have to make every single food item you don't have to buy every decoration or try to find it in your house you have more resources to pull from and you can you know split up the food so that nobody's in the kitchen for like six hours the day of yeah see I'm so bad
0: at delegating and I'm bad at I don't know maybe just co-hosting in general because I'm so perfectionist and I have really big visions but then stuff doesn't get done and it still looks great and better than I could have hoped for but it's I don't know I have and a- you didn't get like everything you wanted <laughs> yeah done. I just have mm-hmm. a really hard problem with that just because I'm more of a controlling person or not controlling but so my best is is if someone says they're gonna host I would probably never ask someone to co-host with me unless it was like Jackie who I knew wouldn't get offended if I just took control or something like that but yep, just um, tell me what to
1: do and where to be I'll be there
0: so I'm better if someone asks me to help them than I am asking someone to help me probably I don't know I just have always struggled with that
1: I'm trying to think if we've ever hosted anything together I don't think so since like
0: high middle school, school.
1: probably <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where that hosting is hey we're having a movie night at Jacqueline's parents house
0: or we're having a movie night. We would like have, you know, and then we're going to go to pizza after and then we're going to go to Benford's house or Allison's house. or Yeah, whatever, anyway. well.
1: not real planning involved there. <laughs> Just have your parents drop you off at this place at this time. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Kayla, since you seem like you have a lot of experience with hosting with other people. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you already said some of your tips, but do you have any advice for like me who's not good at it? <laughs>
2: Well, I've done it both ways. I've hosted things on my own before, and I definitely enjoy that because I like to take charge, and I like to come up with a plan and see all the way through, Um, but I've also had several things over the last couple of years where I have hosted with other people, and most of the time it's been where I've been asked to host with other people, so I've not asked for help. Um, I'm not one who's very good at that, Um, but I'm right now in planning a baby shower for my sister-in-law and I'm hosting with two other ladies and so we just kind of sat down and made a plan together of what all needed to be done and then we just decided who was going to take care of what. Um, So I was on invitations for example and I made sure that I had the invitations ready to go and ready to mail out and I was responsible for postage for those and um, getting them mailed out on time and all of the RSVPs and then someone else is in charge of food and then someone else is in charge of flowers. So just kind of delegating those responsibilities to make sure that every person has a job. And it can be hard, especially when you really want to make everything look nice. And when you're a perfectionist, I struggle with the same thing because I kind of have a big vision of like, oh, I want it to be this way and we could have this theme and do this thing. And I'm really bad about looking at Pinterest and getting lots of ideas, wanting it to be Pinterest worthy. So sometimes you have to bring yourself back to reality, but I think it's also really, really important. And this is probably another one of my tips is if you're doing a shower for someone else, you want it to fit their interests and Like, if it's a bridal shower and they're more of, like, a casual person, you don't want to – you might not want to use the fine china for that. (laughs) Or if it's a baby shower and they're not real frilly, you probably don't want to do, like, the real frilly things. So you you have to consider the person that you're planning it for.
1: Absolutely. I know one thing when I'm planning, like, showers for other people, I always ask that person, like, what is one thing that you want more than anything? And that's food, drinks, whatever. And then that way I make sure to include that. And then kind of a lot of times I'll base the entire shower around like that one thing that they want. That's a really good idea.
0: Just pick one thing and then focus around that and focusing your budget because decor can get pricey or time consuming. So you either have to spend a lot If you want to make it look nice and like buy everything off Etsy or you have to spend forever making stuff. Mm -hmm. So my general rule is going back to the home edits, low bar lifestyle is (laughs) what decorations cost the least, take the least amount of time, but make the biggest impact and kind of focus around those. Because I remember we threw a shower for my sister And it was Jane Austen-themed, and we decided to make, like, those little paper flowers out of old book pages, and so we had a print-off, like, Jane Austen pages. It was crazy, and it took forever, and it really, I mean, they looked good, but, like, it wasn't that, it wasn't worth it. They could have just been pink flowers, like, it wasn't, it didn't need to be that
1: intensive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll take those from my house, though. Please and thank you. What I, think, I want for Christmas. <laughs> I think Caitlin kept them all. Okay, I'll just go and steal them from her she won't notice
2: decor can be very expensive one thing that I always do is get fresh flowers because it can it makes everything look better to have fresh flowers and you don't have to spend a fortune you don't have to have a custom arrangement I mean you can go to a local grocery store and get some flowers and learn to arrange them yourself and make it look really nice you can make a banner or get one assemble one off of Etsy there's a lot of great ideas and you don't have to spend a fortune no absolutely
1: not I always start with what I have in my house that's similar to whatever I want to decorate with. Um, for example, like this past, when did I throw it? March or something? I don't know. I was throwing a bridal shower um, as the maid of honor. And the bride was eclectic and she likes vintagey things. So I started with my house. I was like, I have vintage vases and books and, you know, we can set it up and make it look vintagey and eclectic without me having to go out and buy a whole bunch of stuff
0: that's like what I what Kayla mentioned with the ranging flowers for your bridal shower Jackie is mom and I just went to Publix and just bought you know how they have like hydrangea bunches Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and we just bought a ton of different wildflowers and we arranged them in those little
1: vases so and they ended up looking almost exactly like my bridal bouquet yes Mm -hmm.
0: that was kind of on purpose though
1: (laughs) I figured because I knew what it was going
0: to look like. It's Um, awesome when that happens. Yeah. (laughs) Again, with decorating things, because like you can spend a lot of money and then like what is it going to go to? I like to decorate with stuff that the person can use if it's a shower. Now, if it's a dinner party, obviously no. But if it's a baby shower, then decorate with onesies or um, for Rachel's baby shower, I made a diaper cake and then she could actually like use the diapers. Just decorating with things that can be reused or can can actually turn into gifts for the guest of honor. For Caitlin, for the Jane Austen shower, we printed off a bunch of really nice pictures of her and her husband. well, future husband at the time in black and white and we put them in frames and Caitlin still has those all over her house
1: oh that's sweet that is a sweet idea if I am gonna buy something for a shower that is a little more expensive yeah like you said I'm either gonna make that part of my gift to the person or it's gonna be something that I kind of want it anyway yeah (laughs) for one of Drew's cousins we threw a baby shower earlier this year and I had been wanting a big I can't even think what it's called like bifold chalkboard to Mm -hmm. put outside her house with a different seat seasons and i knew she wanted something like that because she had sent me a bunch of stuff on pinterest so i was like oh well i'll get it for brian's shower and just happen to keep it afterwards for my house yeah, it's like a sandwich board. That's what you're yes, thinking. that's the word. Thank you.
2: Yeah, that's a great idea. It's great to borrow things too. I know I've borrowed lots of things from my mom or mm-hmm. my aunt, who's had things that I could borrow for showers, like serving platters or, or even decor things. Um, my mom has chalkboards, and she has the little ones that you can put in front of food, um, mm-hmm. so you can label what it is, and that makes it really cute. And everybody, you know, enjoys knowing what things are sometimes when it's not obvious. So, so that's always it's always great to borrow things too. Yeah, oh, always.
0: I- Like for Jackie's shower with the vases that we arranged, it was all my mom's, uh, she had blue and white vases, so it was perfect for us (laughs) because we're obsessed with all things blue and white.
1: (laughs) Always. And then like even, I mean, it's not even our, just our generation that borrows, which makes me feel good. Maybe that's just me. But like for Jacqueline's bridesmaid luncheon, the host borrowed China from Jacqueline's mom for the dinner. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. That was really sweet.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. It was my grandma's China, I think.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's sweet that it has a story, too.
0: Yeah, well, it's like my, uh, I guess it was my great-grandmother, my, from- my great-grandmother from Sweden, so it was like Swedish-China, which is cool. That's very thoughtful. Yeah, that's a good thing, too, Jackie, that to, you know, think about their loved ones and if you can incorporate something exactly that means something to them, which goes to my next decor tip, which is theme. So I think that every party is better with a theme. And even if it's just a dinner party, like if you want to make it seasonal themed or a game night theme or anything don't just have a baby shower make it some sort of theme even if the theme is just pink I mean That's having totally.
1: <laughs> a cohesive vision because otherwise you're going to end up spending way too much money because you're going to be so overwhelmed and not know what you want that you end up buying like everything
2: and a theme can really help to shape your vision too because sometimes you have lots of ideas but if you can decide on a theme it can help to refine some of the things that you're trying to think <laughs> about and and rain them in
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's funny. My my biggest like themed thing that we did for Caitlin's shower actually goes into the next subject, but we can go back to decor if we need to, um, which is for like games. And so it was Caitlin's Bridal Shower, and we wanted to come up with some different games. And so since it was Jane Austen and mainly Pride and Prejudice, because that's her favorite Austen book, we did, instead of Pin the Tail on the Donkey, we did Pin the like Mutton Chops on Mr. Darcy.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is perfect.
0: So I had like... (laughs) To cut out, I bought this, like, fur, like, this fuzzy, like, fur felt type thing from Hobby Lobby. And then we had a picture of him framed, and you had to, like, stick the mutton chops on. It was great. So, you know, yes. your games, make your games themed, too. It just all is more fun if you can take, you know, average games. And if you just add it with to the theme, then it's, like, memorable.
1: Well, and a lot of times, games can not not the games themselves are awkward but just being like hey it's time for a game can be a little awkward because if you know people are enjoying themselves but you don't want to like make the shower go on too long but if the game is like part of the theme then i think it's a lot more natural for it to happen
2: hmm yes
0: don't be afraid to nix it. Like, if it's not, no. you know, if that if it's going great and you don't need an icebreaker game or something and you thought that you did, just throw it out. I mean, you know, don't interrupt the mood too much. Unless it's like, okay, now it's time to open presents or blow out the birthday yeah. candles. You want to go to that part. But you can over-program too. So... Mm-hmm. Have yes, yeah. absolutely.
2: You want people to still have time to visit and socialize. You don't want it to be so structured that it feels like people can't talk to the person that's sitting next to them.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's people that don't see each other very often or if there's like different social groups that are coming together for the first time, you have no idea how that's going to go. So I always think it's a good idea to have a couple extra like icebreakers planned in case it is super awkward. But you might be surprised and someone meets their like new best friend. And you had no idea.
0: Yeah, so, so true. And for dinner parties, I don't know. I The game that we, like the only activity that we ever play, if we have a dinner party, um, if we're going a little bit away from showers, is what's that? That Jackbox TV game that we oh, play yeah. at New Year's? Uh, Fibbage. Yeah, Fibbage. And then there was another one uh quiplash quiplash it's like basically an apples to apples but it's on the tv and so everyone plays on their little cell phone and so then it gets people off their phones um and like interacting with the
1: game well you know because they're on their phone but they're on the like site playing the game they're not so you can't like be on instagram or facebook i mean you could but it's more difficult because you're going to miss your turn Right.
0: So that was, like, a really fun game that you can play. And we play it every single time that we have company over.
1: Did we write that down? It sounds fun. It is fun. Jackbox Party Pack. And there's, like, six different games. There's now, I think, like, three Party Packs. And there's, like, six different games in, like, each of them. But there's, like, some overlap.
0: We have Mm -hmm. the Party Pack 2. And it's, like, you can put it on your computer and hook it up to your TV if you have, like, an HDMI cord. And then everyone just goes to jackbox.tv and then they log in and then you just play this like apples to apples, but you, you come up with like the noun or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Jackie, you introduced that to us at New Year's.
1: I'm glad that it's been so successful because I think we have two and three and my parents have one and two because my parents play it now, like every time they have family in town.
0: That's (laughs) it's, it's a great, it's a really fun game and it's like nice and clean, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Which sometimes
1: you need. Yeah.
2: Yes. <laughs> Have you ever played Heads Up? Yes oh
1: that is yeah, so fun, fun too. I have we played
2: that I- at a couple dinner parties and that's been really fun because you, uh, everyone has their cell phone and it's just an app you download I think Ellen actually came up with it because she had it featured on her show one time um, so props to Ellen for coming up with this game but you hold it up on your head and the person who um, is the person who's holding their phone is guessing and the other people are trying to describe what it is so it's a fun group game um, and it's really simple because you don't have to have anything for it except for your cell phone
1: yeah. that's
0: really cool okay we're gonna have to put that in the show notes Jackie. Yes.
1: yeah yeah we'll put the box too we used to play heads up at my last job anytime i had to go to atlanta when we were like waiting for everyone to get in the conference room or if we were like getting on a conference call with a corporate office in new york we would play heads up to like kind of make the time go by mm-hmm. um, which is a really interesting game to play with a bunch of coworkers. <laughs> the more you know and any music
0: advice
2: making a playlist ahead of time is always a good idea um spotify playlist if you have a theme you want it to fit your theme fun music
1: absolutely this is something i'm so bad at like i always forget to make the playlist until i'm there and then i'm like uh let's see what does someone else have something that already works? And then you end up with weird music you don't want.
0: Yeah, don't. If you use like a pre made playlist, listen to it beforehand because I have found that pre made playlists on Spotify, especially, it's like the first five songs are good and then it's weird.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we found that out this weekend at Tailgating. My brother put some on. And it was, like, really good. And then all of a sudden, like, some super racist song came on. Oh, no. Like, oh, no. <laughs> like, we all just, like, stopped and stared at it. Like, what in the world is going on? That's so bad.
2: And also having having some sort of portable stereo is good. I know I, I use just the um, – we have a speaker that plays um, through Bluetooth, and that's great because you can take it anywhere. And if you're not hosting a party at your house, if you're hosting it somewhere else, it's super portable and you don't have to plug it in. And it's not like you're just playing it off your cell phone. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because yeah. no one can hear that. <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> if you... Uh, like, I've had to a
0: few times is, like, get, like, a glass vase or, like, a glass mm-hmm. bowl and, like, put my phone in it. But that's that's not, like, at something I've planned. That's usually, like, on the
1: fly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, like, at my rehearsal dinner, the place we had, it had, like, this nice stereo system. And it looked, like, we went beforehand. And it looked like you could just plug a phone in. You couldn't. Like, I think my now husband and father-in-law like spent like half the night trying to figure out how to turn music on yeah i remember that was like like, uh, determined
0: yeah he was like on it and we had to be like drew it's your rehearsal dinner like let let it be
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so always having at least a backup even if you think something is there having that backup bluetooth speaker is the way to go yes i agree
0: so um if you could give one takeaway to people listening about party planning and so like decorations and activities, what is like your number one takeaway? Do you
1: think, what would it be?
2: Are you talking to me or to Jackie? Anyway,
1: (laughs) you can go ahead, Kayla. I'm still thinking.
2: Okay. Knowing your audience, I feel like is really good. Knowing like I know you had mentioned like your guests and thinking about who you're going to invite. And I think that's really important when, especially when you're planning, you want to think about the people and be considerate of them and their interests, especially if you're throwing a shower or a party for someone else, choosing them one thing that they like or when choosing, asking them about one thing they like or one thing that they want there. Um, I think that's great.
1: Absolutely. I think for me, it's having a to-do list and a to-buy list Um, So that way you know what has to be done and you can figure out what's realistic so that you don't end up overwhelmed and trying to create something that's impossible.
0: Okay, so for me, I'm probably going to throw it back to my, uh, I was the like social chair for our sorority. So throw it back to sorority social planning days and that's, it's similar to Jackie's to have you know your list of what to do but then like a very very specific list of the day of or the day before because that's when I would like forget things or I wouldn't have delegated so I got overwhelmed (laughs) and I needed to run to all these different places so I could like plan out my errands and just make the best use of my time because it's just a party at the end of the day and don't kill yourself to (laughs) throw it but that was like the thing that kept me the most organized was a day of or day before yes
2: and be realistic yeah. too like and not a, mm-hmm. not having these dreams about having a pinterest worthy party pinterest is a great resource but it doesn't have to be something that you're striving for
0: and it's not real life either
1: no
2: that's so true
1: like no because I, I mean how many of those people put that one place setting took a picture for their blog and <laughs> And then wrote about this perfect party that they never actually threw. <laughs> most of them. I'm sure. Yeah, a lot of it's styled shoots, too, with, like, professional oh, yeah. photographers and
0: professional uh wedding coordinators or whatever party planners which
2: would be
1: really fun in a in another life i think i maybe could have been a party planner
2: that would be a really fun job i
1: don't think i could do it i think i'd be too annoyed by brides uh, not i didn't say i didn't say <laughs> wedding planner i said party <laughs> that's planner. true party planner. Well, i feel like people that would hire a party planner Could be just as stressed out as brides, though. Yeah. This
0: is true. Quite possibly. Um,
1: Okay, so I have a question for Kayla, and you
0: can think about this if you need to, that we are thinking of like maybe asking our guests whenever they come on, but... What do you think is your biggest stereotype to overcome or hurdle to overcome that millennial homemakers face? So being a millennial and then doing, you know, sewing or doing things that are perceived as domestic or even oppressed um, from the 50s housewife (laughs) stereotype, you know, what what do you think it's the biggest thing to overcome or that you've dealt with?
2: I think probably having aspirations of wanting my home and the dinners that I make and the dinner parties that I throw and anything that I plan to be picture perfect and to be kind of the, the level that I have seen my mom or my grandmother do. And I think just having unrealistic expectations of myself and of maybe just people around me to so kind of having to realize that real life looks a lot different than maybe the expectations I have of myself and knowing like, it's okay if, if life isn't exactly like that, I, like I thought it would be. Um, it's okay if my house is a little dirty every once in a while. It's okay if I can't, sew so this and I need to ask for help. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, no,
0: I think okay. that's, that's perfect. Yeah. And that was like, Uh, one main reason why Jackie and I started a podcast because it's kind of weird to start a podcast about things that are so visual or could be easily blogged, but we just really liked this medium because just opening the conversation about, you know, we're trying to survive and keep our head afloat in this perfect blogger Pinterest world, but it's not actually like that, you know? So kind of what we can do to have like I said the low bar lifestyle I think it's hilarious so I keep
1: <laughs> oh yeah I introduced that to people on Sunday that were over at my house yeah yes, it's I, just, I love that but it's just like you know doing the least in order to get the maximum impact because
0: you just don't have time to mm-hmm. you know make origami napkins when you are trying to cook dinner for some dinner party. you know like you can make things into a swan for your like a towel into a swan if you have someone coming to spend the weekend like I can't do
1: that
2: <laughs> um, so too.
1: next time you come to visit. But you better make me a swan, Jackie. I'm gonna like document the process so that you can see that I tried because it's gonna end up with just a big ball of towel on the bed and you are just gonna have to know it's clean. I as promise. long as you give me some mini shampoos, I'm fine. Oh, I'm gonna you- a jar of those in the guest room for you. So is, you're
2: like, Kayla. do you all have like the 15 minutes of panic before people come over where you're just scurrying around putting everything away like shoving things in closets oh, yeah. putting things in drawers trying to make it look perfect and you can never accomplish no matter how many days ahead you prepare you can never accomplish what you could in the 15 minutes you do before yes <laughs> so true
1: sometimes I will just like set a timer for myself like pretending that someone's coming over because my house is always so much cleaner than if I like spend like hours yeah it's crazy yeah you
0: do like a, a tidy up, you know, quick, quick tidy up session, it, it looks a lot better. I do that too sometimes if I've like been working at, on something and I'm at home all day and I know Jordan's coming home because it's like, man, I, w- I don't want him to think I was like, you know, not doing housework or whatever because I was locked away in my office. So I'll do that sometimes before he comes home. But <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> confessions. <laughs>
1: all the time I also have okay so since we're like slowly getting our house together whenever people come over the first time before they walk in the door I'm like if a room is painted blue it's decorated if it's not just ignore
2: it (laughs) that's That's great that's (laughs) so funny we it's have a new motto in life. We have lots of blue in our house as well. Um we two our bathrooms are both blue. And then our bedroom is kind of a blue ish color. It's more of a grey. But the rooms that are not finished in our house are not painted either. So I should start <laughs> using that too. Yeah. You're actually giving perfect. me ideas Mm
1: -hmm. because that's, I'm like, because I just put whatever on the wall, and when I paint it, like, I'll take more time and, like, actually think about it, but. Yeah, I just remember,
0: like, well, that was just your New Year's Eve party, but you had, like, no cabinets. It just looked like open cabinetry. You're like, we're redoing (laughs) the cabinets, I know. It's
1: like. And you and you and collier were like so nice about it you're like no i like it it looks like that like librarian look i'm like it's a kitchen guys
0: no it was cool (laughs) it was kind of cool it was like unexpected
1: if i had like nice like dishes and everything i don't think i'd mind it as much yeah
2: yeah, I I think um, I had this expectation that like unless unless I had certain things in my house done, I couldn't have people over yeah. because I felt like pe- I don't know, I, and I don't think I was fearful that people would judge me, but I was just being hard on myself. But I realized it really doesn't matter, and people don't care as much as you think they do, and you just want people to be comfortable, and you want it to be a good host and. Um, Sometimes you can be a really good host, even when your house is a mess and when rooms aren't painted and things aren't done.
0: Exactly. (laughs) And today I was talking about um, our, the episode that dropped the day that we're recording this episode. And The quote, I gave a quote on my Instagram story that I just love, which is that you can be a work in progress and a masterpiece at the same time. So I just like that, you know, no one has it all together and that your, you know, masterpiece looks different from someone else's. So, and like you said, you know, having people over is more about making them the Southern hospitality, you know, making them feel comfortable and have a good time and not necessarily having every single little thing perfect.
1: And make sure they have a good enough time that they don't notice that your rooms are not painted. <laughs> there you go. Jackie's tricking people. <laughs> it's, my, it's my whole life. Just tricking people, make them think I have it more together than I do.
0: We had a... Uh... Uh, Jordan's aunt and uncle who own this house, our joke is whenever we come over, they eat dinner later than we do. And so it'll be, you know, we might go over there at 630, but we might not eat until like 830 or 9. And so the family joke is that they starve us. So that because we always say like, oh, they're such good cooks. But the real reason is because we're so hungry by the time we actually get the food.
1: That's great. Uh, I'm going to have to start using that one, too. Yeah,
0: so, like, you know, if you, if you starve them, then all your food's going to taste wonderful.
1: <laughs> Thinking of, there's another quote, Jacqueline, that you've used so much, like, in starting your business. Um, oh, finished is. Yeah, uh, or... sometimes finished is better than perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, that's true with, like, parties and stuff. It's, like, as long as you have all of the necessary elements, the people, the food, some flowers, then, you know, it will come together, even if it's not perfect
0: Mm -hmm. and the fact that I mean you're even listening to this podcast means that you're interested in these things so I predict that the majority of parties that our listeners and friends are planning are gonna be a-okay and you know if you're interested in it then that's a good first step absolutely so do you want to get on to our chit chat segment
1: sure (laughs)
0: Um, oh, well, our main business for the Facebook group is that we are hosting a Millennial Homemakers Facebook group giveaway, and that is a $100 home
1: goods card. And Jackie, what do you have to do to enter? Um, make sure that you follow us on Instagram at the Millennial Homemakers right? That's it. There's no podcast on it. We really need to learn I think it's the Millennial Homemakers. The Millennial Homemakers. Um, Join our Facebook group. We've said it before. Right now we're accepting everybody, sometimes way too fast, so don't get creeped out. Um, And then post a picture of your favorite fall decor in your house. Um, It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, And then tag us, tag the Millennial Homemakers, And also use the hashtag the Millennial Homemakers and trick-or-treat yourself, fall trick-or-treat yourself, (laughs) Um, and we will pick a random winner. And then if you post a picture of a baked good, you'll get an extra entry. And you can even just post a picture of a fall candle
0: because that is all the decorations that I currently have in our house. We also have a, my mom uh, gets everyone in the family a like ceramic pumpkin with whatever sports team logo on it. So we have a Tennessee themed pumpkin, but that kind of like is up year round. Don't, don't, don't hurt (laughs) me.
2: No judgment here.
0: Where is that? Is it new? No, we've had it. You didn't see it. Was it not? It might not have been out. I don't know. I it's don't remember. My it.
1: it may not have been out. I might have been too distracted by all the new blue and white that we bought for you at the Refinery that I didn't. Well, what notice. time did you come? Did you come like right after we moved in? Maybe it was still at Gary's. Well, we then then what was that word? I don't know. Um, we came in like February and then July. Um,
0: okay, I, I don't know. I, I, I thought probably it was just missed out.
1: It probably um, was. Oh, and also, if
0: you're in our Facebook group, which you should join even if you don't enter our competition or whatever contest, Mm -hmm. Um, but just like Kayla, who is a listener. And um, if you want to be on the episode, if you have some sort of area of expertise or you just want to chat with us, then reach out to us in the Facebook group and we can schedule an episode with you. Do you have anything interesting going on in y'all's lives, Jackie and Kayla?
2: We are on on fall break next week. So I have two more days of teaching and then fall break. So I'm really looking forward to that.
0: Are you all doing? Are all staying in town? Are you going anywhere? Or
2: We are. We are actually house-sitting for my in-laws. My husband and I don't have the same fall break, sadly. So um, my in-laws are going to um, go sailing, and my brother and sister-in-law are going to go with them. And if my husband's break was this week, then we could go, but it's not. So we're uh, going to house-sit instead.
1: Uh, at least you get a little bit of a change of venue, even if it's not as exciting as going sailing. That's true staycation Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that
0: yeah we um have had a lot going on because jordan's dad had surgery um at vanderbilt in nashville so we've been kind of back and forth with that and um i know kayla mentioned to you about we are gonna tailgate the uga game but we ended up spending time with um his dad instead And I'm glad that we didn't go because it was such a bad loss. It was, I know it would have
2: felt so bad if you had bought tickets, that would have just been terrible to come into town and buy tickets and then go through that.
0: Well, I kind of knew it was going to be, you know, we, we knew like it wasn't going to be good, but the night before, um, his friend, Jordan's friend called and said, Hey, you know, There's four tickets for $90 each, which was way better than anywhere that we saw, but I'm still glad. I still would have been mad and we probably would have left early because it was
2: just embarrassing. (laughs) It was. It was definitely embarrassing.
0: And Jackie, you got to go, you went tailgating. uh, Yeah, I went tailgating.
1: (laughs) I went to the Mercer game, um, much smaller than UT. Uh, Unfortunately, I was tailgating with some UGA fans that during the Mercer game were watching the game on their phone um, and they were way too excited. I felt so bad. Um, But Mercer was the opposite. We won 48 to 14. So it was embarrassing for the other team. Well, and we left early because it just turned really boring.
0: I won't talk too much football, but I did find it interesting that the UGA fans were very impressed with themselves when I thought it was more of a reflection on how poorly Tennessee was <laughs> than <laughs> the skill of UGA. But we'll, time will tell. We'll we'll see <laughs> what they do against Bama. Mm-hmm.
1: That's, I will say Mercer played pretty ter- terribly for that score. So that was definitely... Yeah, not not claiming that is a huge huge victory. <laughs> yeah. um, and I have to decorate my house. Hopefully, I'm gonna go
0: to Home Goods tomorrow and start. I I got so overwhelmed when I like thought about decorating the house for fall, and I liked so much stuff that I was like, Jacqueline, you need to chill out, put everything. I had so much stuff in my cart. Seriously, I had to put everything back, and I was like, I need to go home and measure things and write down. Okay, I need like dish towels, and I need. Um, you know, this many pumpkins here or whatever. Cause I was like going, I had all these mercury, like mercury glass pumpkins and then velvet pumpkins. And it was like two all over the place. So I guess this, that kind of goes in with our party planning is any sort of decorations you need to plan or else you'll waste a lot of money. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> for my picture of my favorite fall decor that I was going to post on the Facebook site for the giveaway, um, it was actually of mums of and pumpkins that I had gotten and put outside. But then my mums all died, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I guess I could still take a picture. And <laughs> it's just real life. I'll put yeah. the hashtag real life on there.
1: You should. Oh, oh. <laughs> I cannot grow or keep anything alive to save my life, so I don't even try to put mums out.
0: Yeah, our like maybe we could because we get we, our whole house is like shaded all the time. So I've had problems growing vegetables and other things. But maybe, do you think my mums would survive? Because I know Kayla, you've mentioned that your front of your house is like really sunny
2: with it the landscaping. It is so. well the. I read online that mums need a lot of sunlight, and so I don't know, and and they need a lot of water, too, apparently. Well, I thought they were getting plenty of sunlight because they're out in the sun all day long, Um, and I thought I was watering them enough. I don't know if I was watering them too much or what happened. I mean, I put some miracle Grow on them twice now, actually, and it hasn't helped so far, so I'm wondering if I replant them. It might help. They're not completely dead, but they just look. They look. They're in bad shape.
0: Yeah, that's... I, I have a black thumb, like, I... I can barely keep succulents alive. I have a fiddly fig I,
2: tree
1: holding on. I killed six succulents <laughs> in the past like two months. So. <laughs>
2: I'm the same way. I have a fake fiddle leaf fig tree because I can't keep a real one alive, and they're too expensive for me to even try. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well,
1: I got
0: like a baby one. So, because all the like tall, the beautiful tall ones that we found, and we have a nursery on the mountain, so um, their pricing like is better than most exotic places, I guess. And the um, the like tall ones were like three hundred dollars. Like, not even kidding. But all, we got this one for like. 40 something and it was more expensive than I would usually pay for a plant but it was like well if I can make it grow then that's worth it but we'll see
1: (laughs) I I just don't try my mother-in-law keeps bringing plants and like planting them for me and I'm like cool I'm not gonna do anything with this we'll see how it goes (laughs) that's sweet I have a couple of azaleas hanging in there so Oh, that's good. Yeah, Julie wants to plant,
0: plant um, like, knockout hydrangeas in the front, but Ooh. I'm nervous.
1: <laughs> all of our hydrangeas died, and they yeah. love shade, apparently, and well, that's all our
2: houses. My
0: father-in-law's died, too, and he's, like, really good about watering them and yeah. put them, you know, had, like, the soil mm. tested and everything.
2: Oh, wow. I really wanted hydrangeas, but we just have to get too much sunlight. I don't think they would live very long. <laughs>
1: That's my in-laws get a lot of sunlight too, and they just planted them, like along like their fence line, and then right up next to their house. So it kind of got shaded from like just those structures, mm-hmm. and they've done like amazingly well. well That's, and the hydrangeas are cut from their hydrangeas.
0: There's like different
1: types of hydrangeas,
0: which I had no idea about until pretty recently. Um, I didn't from, until you
1: said that. So. Yeah,
0: there's like limelight and knock out there's a, du- a bunch of different ones so there's like tr- more tree ones and then there's more bush ones and there's a bunch of different names so um you know there might be some that likes some more than others I'm unsure
1: okay well that's all I had for mm-hmm. my going on it's pretty boring <laughs> oh I'm going outlet shopping this weekend in Asheville it's the if there's a Dillard's clearance house it's like the only one in the southeast um, so last time I went, I got like a dress and like three pairs of shoes and a couple shirts for like under $85. So I'm excited for that, but more excited. There's also a West Elm outlet there Ooh. that I'm hoping to find something that I can afford. And oh that's in God. Asheville. Yeah.
2: That's- I love Asheville. It's one of my favorite cities. Me too. I can I give really- you some good restaurant recommendations.
1: We're trying, we started this tradition because we go a couple times a year. Last year, we or last time, we went to uh, the Sierra Nevada Brewery. So we decided to just keep with the brewery thing for a while. So we're trying the Asheville Brewery this time.
2: Oh, there's the, there's also one called the Thirsty Monk. Ooh.
1: Which one did we go to on your bachelorette? The one that we found by accident? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. It was like it was a of like brewery. brewery. It was it good, actually, though. You know, that actually might be where the Asheville Brewery oh because there's a lot of pizza on the menu so you said the thirsty monk
2: the thirsty monk yes and i've not been there but we've passed it several times and i've we've thought about going there we've just not been yet so
1: if i check it out i will let you know it depends on if there's good food because we're eating dinner there i
0: really want to go to um the christmas like the biltmore for christmas this year
1: me too let's plan a trip
2: Okay. It's so beautiful. You need to do it. I used to have season passes to Biltmore. I was like, oh a man, little seventy-year-old lady who went to Biltmore constantly.
1: It's beautiful. <laughs> is the best place on earth.
2: Or We're only two hours away, so it's it's great, and it's a great day trip, and it's just so beautiful. And different times of year, they have different events going on. Like they have the in the springtime, the gardens are beautiful, mm-hmm. and at Christmas, it's gorgeous. And a couple of years ago, they had the Downton Abbey. Um, they had the the costumes from the show and so it was so neat to see the different costumes and they had a wedding dress exhibit
0: I went to the wedding dress exhibit we went to that one with my mom and my sister because it was like the year that I was getting married so my mom thought that that would be a fun thing to go to and it was so cool they had like all these different movie and Jane Austen like wedding dresses and then um Jackie Onassis or Kennedy whatever uh her dress and veil and her whole family stuff was there it was awesome I think her I think her veil and dress is like there permanently because somehow they're like related to the Biltmore
2: family I think
1: I wouldn't be surprised the Kennedys are related to everybody
0: that was amazing did you get to go to that exhibit Kayla
2: I did. It was so neat. It
0: was awesome. Yeah. That was like, I'm so glad that we got together because you probably got married around that time too.
2: So mm-hmm. I did.
0: Hey, okay, so, and I don't think we have a topic for next week. Do we? <laughs> nope. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Wait, do you want to do the pattern mixing one or is that too many fashion nope. in a row? I'm good with that. Yeah. We, the, so an episode on pattern mixing. So join us next week. And if you do not follow us, go ahead and look us up on Instagram at the Millennial Homemakers or on the Facebook group. Just request to join. It's the Millennial Homemakers. Is it podcast?
1: Uh, Gosh, we are so bad at this.
0: I know. We just need it written down and
1: like on my notes. I'm finding it. Yeah,
0: it's just the millennial
1: homemakers. Okay, the
0: millennial homemakers. Join that, and then you can talk to Kayla more then. And Kayla, thank
1: you so much for being on our show.
2: Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun.
1: And We're glad you liked it and dealt with all of our first person uh, jitters. And if you want to follow Kayla, Kayla, you started an Instagram
0: about your decorating.
2: I did. It's all things Anderson. And I am actually starting a blog very soon. I actually have that in the works. So yes,
0: that excited. is so exciting. You should, because you have great taste and a real eye. So
1: I'm glad that you are. More people should put things out into the Pinterest world, I think. so. Absolutely. And once you have that blog up and running, make sure to post it on the Facebook group so we can all find it. I will. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye.